This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. Glory in this house. And I have news for you. Glory is not something, a feeling or a sensation. You are the glory of God. Thank you. At least one person starts saying, uh-huh, uh-huh. Whether you believe it or not, you are the glory. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, we with unveiled face, beholding in a glass the glory of the Lord. And we are changed. So if I'm beholding that and I'm changing to that what I'm beholding, then I become it. So touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're next to the glory. You're the glory of God. So before you sit down, celebrate your pastors with a louder shout up in the house. <laughs> sit down, please. I'm, I'm tempted to worship, but you, you guys are great. I'm tempted to worship, and I... If uh, I, I originally, I'm always uh, surprised when people read and introduce me. And I, I'm originally from Guyana, got consecrated in uh, 1997 by Archbishop Benson, the host. So when everyone left, I stayed because I'm loyal. I'm not looking for the next opportunity. I have found it already. Mm. I'm talking to somebody here this morning. Mm. I'm not looking for it. And I stayed. And, and uh, but when I went, I'm. Here, I'm reminded of back home in, in uh, originally Guyana, we would worship for about two hours. Worship, not praise. After praise. We know praise, worship, and then high praise. In the midst of the worship, we give room for the prophetic. And I hear in the midst of your worship, God said, get ready for miracles in this place. Man of God, some miracles you wouldn't even pray for. It's just going to happen whilst you're preaching. And so we would worship and we would worship and we have no understanding what takes by the way if I look like this is because the pastor tuned in that he wants me to look like this. I told him it's unfair. It was unfair for me to come in looking Nigerian, they're looking all Canadian. But whenever you go to the house, you do at the house. Thank you very much for this. And, and so we appreciate being here and we would worship and whilst we are worshiping people are just like 12, 15 feet away from where we worship and they are falling under the power of God we had no knowledge of this, we are just inside worshiping because when you are worshiping you don't see what's happening next to you yes, sir. Yes, sir. if you are concerned what happens next to you then you are not worshiping and, and people say what are you guys are doing there, we say we don't even have no idea we are just worshiping God so in this place there is going to be a worship that's going to release the miracles. I'm setting you up because some of you could get, you could have gotten your miracle this morning, but you're actually waiting for hands to be laid upon you. So in the midst of God's presence, anytime you see God's spirit, anytime you see God's presence, let me tell you what you do. The next thing you do is declare what you want to happen. Anytime you sense God's presence, principle number one, in the beginning, God what? Created the heavens and the earth. And the earth became formless and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God did what? 
moved upon the face of the water. And after the Spirit of God moved, what happened next? Good. So anytime you see the Spirit starting to move, it's time to speak. It's time to call things into existence. All right, let's see where we go. Genesis chapter 37. I have a couple of minutes. I, I'm a person on the house and I bring you greetings. Like I said, from Archbishop Margaret, from those in Toronto, myself, glad to be here. Genesis chapter 37. I want to encourage you this morning to keep pressing on amidst all challenges. I want to encourage you, Genesis chapter 37. Thank you, choir. Thank you, musicians. Uh, the Bible says, these are the generations of Jacob, verse 2. Joseph being 17 years old. I believe you're going to have it on the background, so I'm going to minister from whatever perspective. Joseph was 17 years. I want to say something in quickly passing. You are not too young to dream. But there's a young generation God is raising up. There's a young people, and, and I don't mean young chronologically. Archbishop Margaret didn't say she's 75 years old. She said, I'm 75 years young. And so I'm not even speaking chronologically. But I believe there's some people here who have new ideas. So Bob, he was 17 years old and he was feeding the flock with his brethren. He was a part of a corporate leadership bringing change and transformation. There's something you have that you can feed somebody. And once every one of us here starts to feed someone, there will be no room. So get ready for three services. And then get ready to build a throne room. And so the Bible says, go, go back there for me, please. And he was feeding the flock with his brethren and, and with the sons of Bilhan, with the sons of Zelpah, his father's wife. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Next verse, verse 3. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all. Hear me this morning. God loves you. Now that might sound simple because it might not, it might have no transformation impact. But hear me, the love of God for you is unchangeable. Because God's love is not a feeling, it was a sacrifice given. It wasn't a feeling. God's love was a sacrifice given. Which tells you, God cannot undo what is already done. So this morning, God loves you. And if you don't know it, look in terms of the gift he gave you. So the Bible said, now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. Listen, I don't know how much you know, but today I believe God loves you so much that he'll do anything for you. Yes. The Bible said, while we were yet sinners, what? Christ what? Died for, if he died for you as a sinner, how much more? How much more? So the Bible said, and he, now Israel loved Joseph more than all his brethren. John in the book of the Gospel of John, guess what John does? John was the one that writes the disciple that Jesus loved. I, I hope you heard what I said. He wrote, he is the disciple that he said, listen, I can't speak for Peter. I can't speak for James. And all the others, I can speak for myself that I am the one. I hope somebody can say this morning, if you can't speak for yourself, hear me, I'm going to speak for me. And hear me this morning, you're the one he loves. 
And so the Bible said, and he loved them more than all his children because he was a son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. So I have news for somebody. Because he loves you, you're not going to look like everyone. Don't try to be like everybody. You're not everybody. You're one who's walking with the love of the Father. People may, when people start seeing you, they're going to know that you are the one the Father loves. And did you see the text? The Father has no apologies. He don't have to explain why he loves Joseph more than everybody else. So hear me this morning. God will show his love for you. God will promote you. God will increase you. God will multiply you. God will expand you. And honey, he does not have to explain why. And neither do you. Because when you try to explain it, you're going to mess it up. So just tell them, it's not my fault. It's just my time. So Jacob doesn't have to explain to Judah and Simeon and Levi and Benjamin why he loves Joseph. And he said, love is not something I'm going to speak. I'm going to demonstrate it. So every time they see Joseph, they say, that's the one. That's the one. I want every time you look at yourself, you say, I'm the one. Oh, hallelujah. Every time you look at your family, you said, we're the one. Every time you look at your business, this is the one. I want you to believe this morning, it's not a feeling, it's a done deal. And there's nothing you can do to change it. So the Bible said the father loves him more than any other person. And come, come with me. And when his brethren saw that their father loved them more than all the brethren, verse 4, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. Hey, it's not my problem. But there's a consequence for the father's love. Because those who don't know that the father loved them will be angry with you. Mad with you. But what the father is doing for somebody here in that atmosphere of love and affirmation is setting Joseph up to dream. I pray this morning that you can dream. I heard testimonies this morning. And as I sat there, the Lord started to speak to me to tell somebody, dream again. The father loves him. The atmosphere is ripe. Set. And the next verse, give me the next verse. And Joseph dreamed a dream. And he told it to his brethren. Well, there are theologians who debate he should not have or he shouldn't. I don't know what, but my Bible said he declared it. And there's some things you must declare so you will hold yourself responsible to rise to the challenge of it. Because many sitting here have dreams that you've suppressed. No one knew. 
So no one could challenge you about it. When I see Pastor Tunde came and played the trumpet, we have history. I, I have a saxophone, but I can't play it. Not because it doesn't work. It's just I haven't devoted the time. And I love Pastor Tundi's commitment. He's in the house at 5 o'clock in the morning. He's practicing. Because let me say something to you. When you commit yourself to your dream. And you practice. Nobody's seen you practicing. But when you come out and you're true. People pay you to enjoy what you do. And then suddenly... They call you a maestro. All because you took time to apply yourself to the dream. He's in a coat of many colors. The father loves him and he dreams and he tells them and they hated him no more. Let's come down quickly because of time. And the Bible said, and, he, and go down for me, verse 9. And he dreamed. And he dreamed yet what? Tell your neighbor, dream again. To that man who gave the testimony of that contract, I said, dream again. To somebody here who had a breakthrough, I said, dream again. I said, dream for your children. Dream for your business. Dream for your nation. Irrespective of who dislikes your dream. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. The first dream he dreamt was an earthly dream. But the next dream he dreamt is a heavenly dream. And because of his dream, guess what happened? He lost his coat. They stripped him of the coat. If you go down later on in the verse, in the chapter, they took off Joseph's coat and decided... We are stripping. Hear me this morning. Somebody may not like your dream. They may strip you of your coat. But they can't strip you of your dream. They may take off your coat. So Joseph dreamed his brothers sold him. Now Joseph has no more external evidence of the father's love. But he's walking and he's being sold and he has a dream. Now I have an imagination that I love to use. They sold him to the Ishmaelites who took him and they sold him into Egypt. And I believe God wanted to get Joseph where his dream will be manifested. God has a strange way of working. Because his dream... Had to be fulfilled in a certain place. I don't know this morning how you will get there. But I decree to you today. You will get there. Somebody may sold you out. Somebody may turn their back on you. But Ishmaelites may buy you. Take you, I don't mind how you get there, but you will get to the place where your dream will be fulfilled. 
Your business will grow. Your marriage will grow. Your children will come to pass. I decree it will happen. Because strange thing about God, He shows us the beginning and the end. But many times He removes the middle, the process. And we have to learn to trust Him in the process. He said, Abraham, come out, you are looking for a city. He doesn't know what the city looks like. But if you keep walking, you will eventually see it. So this morning, don't worry with who sold you out, who's mad with you. They might strip you of your coat. But they can't strip you of my dream. Keep dreaming. So he stripped. Flip over chapter Genesis 39. I'm not watching my time. He's stripped now and he's in Potiphar's house. And again, the Bible said in 39 chapter of Genesis, and God was with Joseph. That's all you need. Tell your neighbor, that's all you need. You don't need a bishop to be with you. You don't need a pastor to be with you. You don't need intercessors to be with you, but you need God. Because when it didn't say Jesus, it said God. It didn't say Adonai or Jehovah Shabbat. It, it says God. Why did it say God? Because once God is with you, God, the name God, implies his ability to create something where nothing exists. So once God is with you and you don't have what you need, I come to tell you this morning. He will create it. He can create it. That's why the Bible said, in the beginning, God, if I use Jehovah Shammah, it's just a limitation. If I use Jehovah Sikhanu, it's just a limitation. That's why when he was bringing them out of Egypt, Moses says, tell me what is your name? Because they would not listen to me. He said, Moses, tell them my name is I am. Moses said, that don't make sense. He said, really? He said, Moses, tell them my name is I am. That I am. So anything you say after I am, anything you want to happen, and you say, I am your healer. I am your deliverer. I am your provider. I am your savior. I will bless you. He said, anything you say after I am. No limitation. The Bible said God was with Joseph. I have news for you just to remind you. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. Let's swing up to there. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. When you continue to read this at home, you're going to see, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as he have. For he said, for he had said, past tense, 
For he has said. What did he say? How many believe that? Hear me this morning. Whatever happens to your family, your children, your house, remember God is with you. He said, I will what? I will what? Are you sure this morning? Up there in the balcony, could you hear me? Are you sure? What did he say? No, my mind goes back because when God said something, man of God, in Genesis, and God said, let there be. And every time he said, let there be, it came into existence. So we have a historical God that confirms his word. And he said it in Hebrew, sorry, in Genesis. Now he's saying in Hebrews, I, not Moses, not Elijah, but I. So hear me this morning. You have capacity for God. I will what? Leave thee why? Nor, say that again. Say it again. You mean when I sin? You mean if I sin? He still stays? Or he goes? You mean when I sin? This word is still real? Okay, let me help you. If he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, why would he go? All right, you didn't like that. Even when your child messed up, you can't change the relationship. You might be mad with them, but they're still your child. And I come to tell you, you're still his child. That's, that's grace. Because he loved you before you were a sinner. While we were uh-huh. So you mean if you sin, he will go? If that's the case, between in the day, he's going to go? Come. Go? Come. No, he stays and the Holy Spirit remains there to convict you of sin. So you could come back to the place. He said, I will never, put my verse, please. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I want to go to the next verse. Is, uh, that's verse 5. Go to verse 6. Amen. So that we. He said. I have said so. So you could start saying something. Oh. He said. I say. I will never. Leave you. Nor forsake you. Uh huh. Did he say that? Verse 6. So that. He say. So that. He said. I will never. Leave you. Nor forsake you. So that. We may boldly say. The Lord. Shendorobo sekera. The Lord, hallelujah, not a man, but the Lord is, is, 
not will be, not in the future, but the Lord is, my Bible says in Psalm 46, God is my refuge and strength. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. In the middle of the night, when anything comes to attack your family, your children, your health, stand up and say, God said, so I can see. And he didn't say only say, but he said, boldly say. Joseph, quickly in a synopsis, is in the house of Potiphar. God is with him. He's successful. He's promoted. But Potiphar's wife has her eyes on Joseph. But Joseph is a man of integrity. And later on we are told that in chapter 39, when Joseph was there, in verse 12, she caught Joseph. But Joseph ran and left his garment. Second time, he loses his garment. First to his brothers. Now he loses his garment to Potiphar's wife. And he ends up in prison. I said to somebody here, Whatever you have lost, it's about to get better. He loses it in 37 to his brethren. But he keeps dreaming. He's in Potiphar's house. He has optimum performance. Successes in the home because of Joseph. And now he loses his garment again. And I said to somebody, don't give up. Keep losing, keep losing, keep losing. Chapter 41. Chapter 41. Pharaoh has a dream. Joseph in prison makes himself useful. His ministry is not only functional in the church. Wherever God places him, his ministry he functions. So to somebody here who might be saying they're not giving me an opportunity to function. There's room wherever you live. Wherever you work. He's functioning. And now Pharaoh has a dream. And Pharaoh said I need some interpretation. As a matter of fact, I need somebody to tell me what I dream because you guys have been deceiving me too long. Somebody said, I remember there's a guy and his name is Joseph. Pharaoh say, bring him. Come quickly because of time. Chapter 41, 14, they sent for Joseph. And he called Joseph and he brought him hastily out of the dungeon. 
and he shaved himself and he changed his raiment and he came unto Pharaoh. Here is Joseph, and he gives Pharaoh the interpretation. And he tells Pharaoh, verse 33, chapter 41, and I come to a close. Now, therefore, give me 41, 33. Joseph interprets Pharaoh's dream. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh look out for a man. I pray God find somebody here this morning. You might not have a call or vision. But may I suggest you do like Isaiah. May I suggest you volunteer and say. Here am I. Send me. And the Bible said now therefore let Pharaoh say. Look out for a man discreet and wise. And set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this. And let him appoint officers over the land. And take up. The fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years. And let them gather together food and do all of that stuff. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, verse 41 of chapter 41. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I've set thee over all the land of Egypt. After losing your garment on two occasions, you're about to get a third garment. If you thought it was lost and lost and lost, I come to say to somebody, after your two losses, get ready for recovery. Get ready for your breakthrough. Get ready for change coming away. The Bible said, the Pharisees said, just see. I say to somebody, where you are below, God said, I'm setting you over. Over, over sickness, over disease, over poverty, over frustration. I've set thee over all the land of Egypt. Now the dream is coming into manifestation. And the Bible said over all the land. Next verse please. And the Bible said, and Pharaoh took off his ring. He didn't have a ring when he started. But I decree a better is the end of a thing. Than the beginning thereof. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand. And put it upon Joseph's hand. And arrayed him. Invested. Of fine linen. He had a coat from his father. But he didn't have national authority from his father. Now he gets a coat from Pharaoh. So hear me this morning. What might look like a loss. It's gotten better. He's arrayed in vestures of fine linen. If you read, I think it's Revelations 19.6. Fine linen represents the righteousness of the saints. So when we talk about him in fine linen. And he put a gold chain about his neck. And the next thing he says, next verse please. And he says, hear me. He said, and you're going to ride next to me. I said to you this morning. Your days of lost. And the days of what you have have been taken. It's getting better for somebody. It's getting better for this church. You've lost your garment. Lost it to your brethren. Lost it in Potiphar's house. But you got it back. And it gets better. If I had time, I'll take you to Romans chapter 13. 
and tell you the Bible said the garment we need to put on is the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Romans 13, 14, put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. Wear him like a garment. So people could see and understand. And here you get a garment. The Bible says he that have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. We're not talking about a physical garment. We're talking about you, the anointed of God, walking around. Knowing this morning that you're covered in his righteousness. And he said, and he made him to write in the second charity he had, and he cried, bow the knees, and I pray this morning, situations will bow before him. Stand to your feet, let me pray. You're getting a new garment. You've lost the ones. People have smeared you. People have accused you. Did all manner of things to you. The text says, and the Pharaoh sent for Joseph. I decree to you this morning you will be sent for. Because you have something to say. Not because you're cute. But because you have something to say. You have a ministry. You have a grace. You have something upon your life. You will be sent for. When you see. You never saw Joseph asking back for those old garments. He didn't ask. Hey bro. When he met his brothers. Hey where the garment you guys took. He didn't need that. He had a garment of royalty. A garment of kingship. You this morning are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. I'm going to pray this morning and if any person is sick in your body. First and foremost to any person here. You might be visiting and you are saying. Bishop. I want this garment of righteousness. You can get it this morning. Jesus Christ made provision for it. If you're here, wherever you are, you say, Bishop, pray with me this morning. I want to wear that garment of righteousness. Raise your hands. If you're here this morning, you said, I want to accept Jesus. I want to wear this garment of righteousness. I just want to pray for you here this morning. Just raise your hands this morning. Don't be ever ashamed of him. Is there any person here this morning? Is any person here this morning said, I want that. I want, I want to, I want to be like Joseph. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May you understand this morning, he died that made that available to you. So you don't have to be unclothed. He made available to you. Next, I want to pray for the person. You don't have to come forward. If you are sick in your body, whatever condition, I'm going to pray and I'm going to believe God this morning. By the time you get home, something is going to happen. That's what I've been praying since before I came in. By the time you get home, something will happen. Next Sunday, you're going to have a testimony. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. Any person sick in their body, I speak healing in Jesus' name. I curse that pain. I destroy that pain that has been a constant headache. 
at the back of the head. I destroy that constant pain in the lower part of the back, in the neck, the left knee, abdominal pain. I release healing this morning in this place. I decree today in the name of Jesus, by his stripes, you are healed. I thank you for this congregation. I thank you for the pastors, the leaders of this congregation. I decree they will excel. I speak fresh revelation in this place. I thank you that the word in this place will be so powerful that you will conform your word. I release in this place the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Every time from today they open the word, the word will leap from the pages into their spirit. I declare that this church in Abuja will become the sought after. Men and women shall flock to this place for answers. Keep your hand upon the lives of the leaders. Continue to move this congregation from strength to strength. That every person comes here, leave this place with a miracle. Leave this place with answers. Leave this place with solutions. And may you make them a solution wherever you place them. I release over them the boldness to declare that the Lord is their helper. May they never forget it in adverse times. May whatever come against their family, may they stand up with boldness and decree the Lord is their helper. I bless their going out. I bless their coming in. I pray for those that need husbands, release a husband to them. Those that need wives, release wives to them. Those that want a child, release a child to them. Those that need their business to be turned around, turn around their business, right? In the name of Jesus. Those that need provision for their children's education, provide it for them right now. And doors that have been closed, I open it for them. I open doors for them. Them and their children and their children's children in Jesus name Amen and Amen Thank you very much God bless you We believe you have been blessed by this message To download this message please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer For any inquiries call 08087 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Highly favored.